Welcome to the latest dope episode of the Hip Pod Heads Podcast. A podcast where no back and no sage discuss their hip-hop inspired moments. Pull up a chair, grab a beverage, fill up your cup and get comfortable. This is episode 46, volume 1. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcast analysts. I love what Known Sage does. Y'all make sure y'all go and check out his hip-hop podcast as well, which is Hip Pod Heads. You guys make sure you guys check him out on that. Welcome, welcome to another dope episode of Hip Pod Heads, a podcast where No Vac and No Sage discuss our favorite hip-hop moments. I am No Sage, and... We are on our quest to 50 episodes of hip hop by the end of this year. We're almost there. We're rounding it out, Novak. I think we're, yeah. we're going to hit it. Yeah, we're moving on, man. It's been it's been a pretty good month. A lot of great conversations. Though. A lot more talking to do this month, but looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I know um, at some point we'll probably have an episode just you and I, but I've just been super blessed that we've been having so many amazing guests so many walks of life so many high school buds and college folks and um it's been a good slice of nostalgia pie for me and um i think i think our special guest today is kind of like following along with that trend um so check this out this is my hip-hop guy from my high school days we actually had uh reese aka no name on the pod we had uh wolf other uh, class of 97 Ben's uh, affiliates, St. Ben's that is. And then we also had Johan and Video Dave, right? So peripheral, my dude, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing guys? Thanks for having uh, me. Welcome. Uh, thank you for stopping man. Yeah, so like Vance, AKA peripheral was always that hip hop head that kept his pulse on these 90s um these 90s streets and um as far as like the tunes go like i said not class of 97 but um we had some hip-hop beat makers on the show we even had um some clothing brands and obviously mcs but i don't know if we had a journalist bro so uh to not steal some of your shine here uh, basically, Vance, you contributed, you were a contributing writer in the early 2000s for Herb, Stress, and HipHopElements.com, and some of your main focus was on hip-hop reviews, and you actually also interviewed Bahamadia J Live for these magazines and other publications. Right. Yo, um, it's been dope, man. It started out with um, a loophole online magazine. Um, I wrote a uh, a black star review for them, and um, they used it. And I think from there, I just went to uh, to Herb Magazine in 2000, and then I wrote mostly um, album reviews and some uh, 12 inch reviews too. So I did that up until uh, 2003, and then from 2003. 2005, I was just kind of off and on, just wrote reviews here and there. That's awesome, bro. And you know, like, um, I invoked Reese's name earlier, right? So I was sharing some CDs that he kind of like, um, wrote like on the CD, like his mix, right? 
Right. And I'm pretty sure this was you. Please correct me if I'm wrong, right? So this one, I'm not sure if you can make this out. This one kind of like says the freshest kids. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, yeah, that was so, we go another one. We got freestyle, the art of rhyme. Yeah. And then yeah. we got five sides yeah. of a coin. So dig it, bro. Like I'm every sure time I dig <laughs> what was that? I'm not sure if you can show those bootleg ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let's just say that there's nothing on those um discs I just showed. It was just you kind of like graph writing. But real talk, every time I go through the um archives of my collections, I'm like, wait, did did no name write this or peripheral? Because both of y'all had that like that 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 graph writing, even when you're writing anywhere. And it just like it just hits my my hip hop soul like to its core. Like I'm like, man who actually wrote that but either way that was that was a true hip-hop head like passing me some knowledge because i think at the time like i think i only knew about like the stuff in the limelight like uh like the show soundtrack and you know like rhyme and reason docu docu series docu movies and you were like hey you got to check out these other ones too that you know they're kind of like some hidden gems yeah actually i'm um, going back um there were actually a lot of, like in the 90s, there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, hip hop movie soundtracks that were really dope. Uh, yeah, the show, the show was dope. I remember, the, I remember the, the show, the show, like uh, you had Big on that album. You had, uh, you know, you had the Dog Pound on there. It was, it was a lot of people on the show. Um, what was your, uh, with those soundtracks, what was your favorite soundtrack from that era? Um, so I'm going to go with a little, little bias because, um, Juice was my favorite movie. So I'm going to go with hey. the Juice soundtrack. My man, bro. Um, Can't go wrong with Juice. By, uh, Eric and Rockman, the Juice, um, know the Ledge song. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that track up in particular because like, I kid you not. That was probably my first time ever hearing Rock Kim on the mic off of that movie. And it, it kind of shames me or kind of like hurts my soul to say that because like a lot of my hip hop knowledge, I had to kind of go back and do my research when I finally, you know, like felt like I was um, latching onto the culture. But yeah, like it's hard to like, to like not, to not remember that iconic intro to that movie, right? Yeah. Um, I think also Naughty by Nature, uh, Uptown Anthem was another good track from that album. Uh, yeah. There's a few other ones like EPMD. E um, Don't forget Big Daddy Kane. Don't forget Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, he yeah. destroyed that track in the club. Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you're saying like juice is your number one movie. Like I, I would probably think rapper hip hop, but you're saying like movie of all time in your eyes? It's 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 definitely definitely up there. Um yeah. it's actually my Christmas movie because I watch it almost every Christmas. <laughs> um so it's just kind of been a tradition for me. Um so Get I like out. That. um Ice School High was another. What I like. That one had oh, man. yeah. 
um wait hold on so before we get to high school high because like that was a that was another dope hip-hop soundtrack and i know that's kind of like the major topic we're probably gonna chop it up about but juice man like it was literally playing at the music box this year to kind of like also commemorate 50 years of hip-hop i'm 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 sad that I missed it. I really wanted to watch oh, it what? in a theater because I don't think I ever saw it in a theater. And what? high school high. Oh no, Juice. Juice was Juice. playing. Yeah, they they had played some other like rap movies. Like I think they had Eight Mile. There were some other ones that you know, Music Box in Chicago. They try to theme up different different movies together. They. Uh, I saw Juice. Um, I saw Juice a few years ago in New York City. Uh, what they did is they had a hip hop night at the Sony Theater. They showed Juice lot. They showed Juice with uh, Omar Epps on site. That was pretty cool. He explained like uh, he explained like you know what he was you know, what his move was during that time frame. He said yeah. he said that uh, he said Pac was like coming into his own during that time that time frame. He said Pac scared him. He said he thought he was still in acting. Uh, he, he said he thought Pac was still in his acting. Um, um, I guess banter at that point. He said, "No, this is really who Pac is becoming at this point." So um, it was interesting. I mean, I think they're good. I think they're going to do it again at Hollywood. Um, there's a theater here called Hollywood uh, Park. They're going to be doing. Uh, I guess the cast of Juice will be coming here in August, August the 24th. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, check that yeah. out. Man, that's dope. I mean, like, like Vance, just you, you saying that Juice is your like holiday movie. You got to watch it at least. Every time like that when it's solstice, <laughs> <laughs> like that. yeah, there's a common thread yeah. right there. I was literally talking to a fellow colleague a couple of days ago, like, what are your top five like holiday movies? And like just the usuals probably came out, like Elf, Home Alone, um, It's a Wonderful Life, but peripheral here, dropping that juice. Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the first time I saw it was actually in the seventh grade. It was uh, like Christmas Eve. So oh. after that, I started watching it like every year on uh, Christmas Eve. After that. And another like hip hop trivia for me, a couple things. So one, we've had my cousin Q on the show a couple times. I actually gave him the nickname Q off of Juice because I felt like I was finding my own in hip hop. You know, we both class 97. And then I was like, all right, man, everybody I know has to have a hip hop name. I don't care. So I lifted Q from Juice because Q's, Q's middle name is Q, it's Quincy. And um, I was like, all right, you're gonna be Q from now on. But um, where, where did you get peripheral? Um, yeah, it was actually because like um, before, like way back in the 80s before Jordan, I was a big fan of uh, magic. So when I used to play uh, basketball, I used to try to emulate Magic Johnson and his past oh, past abilities. So you know, just trying to um, do uh, like all these crazy uh, old passes. So I think that's kind of how I just came up with it. When I started to write, I was just writing about like different things. I think I was I tried to rhyme too, um, which I wasn't really good at. But uh, I just just felt like I was just talking about like different things, so I just I don't know I just came up with that name. Hey, that's a that's a dope hip hop Easter egg because like 
Magic was definitely somebody I was trying to emulate in my in my basketball scene. Like I definitely wasn't trying to go for the MJ glory, but yeah, peripheral is nice. Like I definitely dig it. I definitely see it. I um, but yo man, I mean like even though you weren't writing the rhymes, you were writing the the publications and you're writing on on these bootleg DVDs, aka I don't know if there's any footage on here. I will not disclose. But um, yeah. So like, Herb was was a was a was a nice publication i thought like obviously in our days there was like rap sheet and like i think some other ones there's like there's probably um, other ones going on right yeah there was rap rap pages i think was another yeah one. yeah um, i remember that one yeah so it's like i i definitely um wanted to kind of like underline that um because yeah, man. It's, I mean, you, you contributing and being a hip hop head in that way, like that was dope that you actually got to meet some of these folks um, through that through that vehicle. Because, like, shoot, like in the college that me and Novak ran, I was just writing like movie reviews at the college newspaper. I never got to like interview any hip hop homies um, doing it, but that's dope. Um, and before before we jump into the high school high soundtrack, um, Novak, I was actually asking um. I was actually curious. Are you also class of 97 in high school as well? I am. Oh, nice. I don't know if I ever put that together. So Yeah, yeah, 97 musically was a was was it was a somber year. You know, you think uh we just lost big that year, you know. Um so it it, it was like 97, 97 was like weird because, you know, as we got into the end of 97, we got, you know, we got the Wu-Tang album that summer. You know, we got, um, you know, we got, you know, the Triumph track was everywhere. The double, the double so, album, right? Yeah. The, yeah, we got, the, we got the double album that summer. I remember it was a double album. Missy Elliott dropped that summer. Capone Noriega dropped. The War Report dropped. Um, and the reason I remember this stuff is because, you know, like, music is like, you know, hip hop is like a soundtrack for, you know, where we had in life during certain time periods. And I remember, like, what I was listening to in 97, you know, getting out of high school, you know, going into, you know, going into the, um, because then we got the Jizza. We got the Jizza in 96. In 96, we got the Jizza. And then, you know, the Wu Tang, the Wu Tang double album dropped. And it was like a continuance of shadow boxing, to be honest. But you remember, the Jizza came first. And then, you know, we had lost big and hip hop was at a point where it was trying to find its way again, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, Missy showed up. We were like, what is this? And Puffy's and Puffy's wearing shiny suits. You remember that part? Puffy's wearing cybertech <laughs> suits. Remember those, yeah. remember those cybertech jogging suits? <laughs> so so it was in a weird stage right now. Like, you know, if you think about common song, you know, you know, you know, you think about common songs about his O's to hip hop. Hip hop at that point, man, could be a motion picture. All the all the turmoil that was going on, it could have went a hundred different directions. But Wu Tang stabilized us. You know, it's about high school high soundtrack, Poison Starts. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a John Lithgow movie, but it was so good for that time period. To be honest with you, it, it was such a good movie. It was such a good funny movie for that time period, and the soundtrack was awesome. Yeah, it's funny because like the soundtrack, it had um, it had like Pete Rock, Arch Professor, but it also had Little Kim. Um, so it was kind of a, um, you had like the mainstream as well as like under more more underground rappers. 
100%. Are you talking about the high school high one? Yeah, the high school high. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm, I'm glad that, like, Novak was kind of reliving memory lane in 97 because I felt the same way, too, about Missy Elliott. I was like, how, how do I embrace this? Like, what's going on here? But I I admittedly didn't come around to Missy until that Under Construction album. Like, it took it took her <laughs> to put, like, a hip-hop boombox on the front cover for me to actually know or respect or even, like, understand how dope she is. And, you know, kind of, like, pains my soul to say that. But you're right. There was, like, a transition period going on in hip-hop, I feel like. Well, they brought fashion, fashion first got put on... Um... Blast for high school high. Don't forget that's what Wu, that's what Wu did that commercial on that yeah, album. Yeah, the Wu wear track. The Wu <laughs> wear track. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a, you know back in the day you maybe had the Lark and you had um, Belvedere Blues. You had those you had some stores in the mall that sold like Wu wear and stuff like that. So it was like a Wu wear ad. That that song inspired me to ride around you know the city and birds looking for Wu wear. So so I was looking for T-shirts. I had I had a leather jacket. You know, I look like I was a member of the clan that didn't, they didn't get paid for it. So, I mean, I had all that stuff. <laughs> and the Wallabies. <laughs> Those were hard, hard to find, the, the wear apparel. Yeah, you had to go to like a hip-hop shop because around that time you had Maurice Malone. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. Maurice Malone yeah. here. You had Karak and I dying. was dying off at that point and FUBU had, had showed his head a few times. But FUBU <laughs> was still the... It was still a big New York thing at that point. Like, you know, you, you think about Maurice Malone. You know, he sold underwear. I mean, Maurice Malone was known for selling boxer shorts. I hate to say this. He made boxers. You know, nobody wore the clothes, but everybody had to buy, had to, you know, everybody tried to buy the underwear at that point. And Tommy Hilfiger still was hot. And Nautica was still was still burning up things. So, I mean, it was it was a colorful season. We all looked like we were going on a yacht to sail with Wallabies on at that point. <laughs> or Tim's. Yeah, man. I mean, like the fashion was definitely unmistakable. I definitely still had that Wu wear track ringing in my head. Obviously, I'm a Wu head, so like that 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 should be a given. But um, I think the joint on there, the Wu Tang song, um, what was the one where Capadonna had that super long verse? Was it Winter Wars? I think. Yeah, yeah. they took it off. They took it's on original. They took it off today's version of High School High. Get out of here, cause like yeah, contract issue. You know, like every time he performs, even to this year, like when I saw him with the United Center, like he had to drop that verse. Like everyone knows him for that verse. That was probably like the first verse I ever memorized, um, from the Wu Tang, because mm -hmm. I, I had to understand the darts that he was throwing. But it was crazy <laughs> that it was on that soundtrack, though. Poisonous darts, man. Win awards. I mean that. Yeah. That track, man, that track had like that hypnotic melody, pretty much the melody on that track. It sounded like, to me, it, it's a workout track. You know, you know, some tracks where you play basketball or like, you know, you're, you know, yeah. you're Sanford, you're out there playing basketball, you're kind of done in the background, breathing on the track. Like, you know, that, that was great workout music. The Woolworth track made me want to spend money. The Capadonna yeah. track, you know, because remember Ice Cream had dropped, Ice Cream had dropped before that. So Kappa was fresh in our in our heads and our peripheral at that point because we had heard Ice Cream, which he came on, and you know he had probably the, the hardest verse on that, and that's the meth. And that's what that's what made Kappa stand out when he did the solo album, the, you know, the Pillage, you know, uh, because you know we had already been introduced to Kappa through Ice Cream. You know, we got him on, we got we got the we got the naughty version, that's the nasty version of Capadonna. Then we got the lyrical version of Capadonna on the uh, Winter Wars. 
Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. Like Woo Woo was all the way on that soundtrack. At least half of them joints were almost just them. But yeah, I mean, to to Vance's point, there was other stuff going on. There was Lil Kim. There was uh, Queen Bee. De La. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Queen Bee, right? <laughs> she went hard on that track too man i mean that was like when she was getting into like her biggie um mythos whenever she would like double down queen b yeah, man. yeah that, that was a dope beat too um i forgot who produced it was it don't forget the daylight don't forget the daylight song on uh high school high yeah yeah daylight and tribe was yeah dude uh, yeah. artifacts. The, the only thing I understand about the high school high was how the Braxton's get on high school high. They were the opening <laughs> track on that. Get out for real. Yeah, man. Tony Braxton and her sisters, man, are like are on that album. Because I right. remember, like, I remember playing that album in the dorms, man. You know, like, you know, like when women hear a certain song, you're like, "This is a good soundtrack." I'm like, "That's not the song I want to listen to. I'm going to go to <laughs> number three. <laughs> yeah. the, first, the first two were uh, R&B tracks, right? Like the, the one after that yeah. was uh, changing, changing Faces. The R. Kelly, the, oh man, the R. The R. Kelly group. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. P. Rock, P. Rock and Large Professor were dope on there. I remember uh, I'm trying to think who was you know because you know Karis One was on Karis One is on there as well. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. And then they threw Jodeci in there at one point. I remember Jodeci's <laughs> track on there. I don't, I don't know where that came from. You know, it, I was at high school high. I was like, you know, it was a, it's a great soundtrack, but it, it wasn't a show. It wasn't Juice. But, you know, oh, Juice, Juice today, I just recently bought Juice in 4K. Juice is a beautiful movie years later. You know, the audio, the, the imagery, it's like, it's like watching Belly. But you know, I'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna be gentle when I say this about Belly. Belly <laughs> is a very good-looking movie, but you know, yeah. aesthetically pleasing. But it's like the worst storyline ever made, man. It's like a hype Williams <laughs> video that should have stopped five minutes into the movie. <laughs> Belly, Belly made me believe I should have a Pelly Pelo or a, a rest jacket, and I should stand outside with neon lights with co with colored contacts on. <laughs> so, I mean. It, it should have been a belly belly could have been a music video and we would have been happy with it it would have saved everybody a lot <laughs> a lot of time but um you know it, it was a lot of you know we might have to do a, we might do a pod about belly <laughs> you know the, yeah pop yeah belly definitely is like one of those time capsule movies for show man i mean like obviously <laughs> since we invoked juice high school high and belly like juice is obviously the superior movie beyond tupac's like <laughs> villainy performance but like <laughs> that director was doing some decent stuff like um that actually filmed juice so it was nice to know that you know he was able to kind of like um get his shine on when juice dropped yeah, yeah, was there was an, i was gonna say there's right? another movie that he did uh surviving the cane yeah surviving the game yeah. there were some other ones right that was a good movie with ice tea yeah yeah, surviving the game on some like yeah, that, that, that genre where it was sort of like set set um a target or a homeless person out there and let the rich folk kind of like hunt them down type of thing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> don't don't forget, uh, he did a couple of horror movies too. Ernest Dickerson. I mean, 
you know, don't, don't forget he did the cinematography on Do the Right Thing. That's why Juice right. looked like that. That's why Juice was shot the way it looked. It looked like you could tell that it's that Spike Lee look from uh, Do the Right Thing. So you yes. can see it. And also, yes. also, yeah. also, he, also, he did Malcolm X. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, he definitely yeah. was behind the camera on a lot of those. Um, those and he also jokes. did um, like some of the uh, Walking Dead episodes. Yeah. Really? He did. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was. And, and, and Godfather Harlem. Man. Yeah. I mean, oh. I, I think, I think, uh, I think, like, you know, Dickerson, you know, Dickerson's imagery, like, you know, you think about the DJ be elevated above the club. That's the way, like, you know, when we got old enough to go to clubs, like, no stage, my fantasy was going to the clubs and the DJ on a, like, like his own pedestal and everybody else revolving around the DJ. Yeah. And you know, you get, you know, you know, we go like to Nitro back in the day or something like that. And you remember it'd be like you get right. Nitro and they got a stage in the booty contest. I'm like, no, this is not, I want to see the juice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. this is not what we asked yeah. for. No, I respect that because that 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 DJ scene in itself is almost like it's like kind a of master class on how to film, yeah, like an actual DJ set, like to kind of show the cinematic um like power that that i mean just the mythos of like a local dj right like them kind of like telling q like oh you local right like kind of just downplaying his skills and then him having the opportunity to shine it and it wasn't even like the climax of the movie neither right so it was like damn that was that was a nice that was a nice moment in that movie yeah, yeah. it was it was dope i think yeah there's a uh, the DJ of oh, yeah, uh, some actual, third base. actual DJs, right? Right. Mm -hmm. With, uh, you know, um, you know, K, you know, K. Slay is in that in that movie. If you look close. Oh, was he the drum the, the drummer king? Yeah, K. Slay is in that. Okay, there's a lot of hip. There's a lot of famous people in Jews. It's almost like <laughs> it's like I tell you guys a funny off the topic thing. I was watching. Um, I want to say, I, I want to say, I think that was Team Wolf. I was watching Team Wolf the other day, right? There's right. a scene in Team Wolf. There's a guy, there's a guy doing something in the background. You know what I'm talking about? No stage, right? Have you seen that scene? <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I know what you're talking about. Oh, there's a guy jacking off in Team Wolf in the background while he scores the Get out of here! <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes, yes, I saw. Wait, it the other day. that's like on some like. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what was that like on the Little Mermaid like cover art of the the VHS? Like you you see the castles looking like something crazy. I didn't yeah, know. About I, I never noticed it. Like you know, Michael J. Fox scores the basket, and uh, he's <laughs> hugging a girl. There's a guy in the background, and, and oh no, I never God. I never noticed it. You know why I noticed <laughs> it? I was watching I was watching Teen Wolf late at night, and I looked up and I saw it. I was like, no, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was traumatized. I sat in bed and I just like, no, I I, I tried to rewind it. I was watching it on Tubi. So, you know, Tubi's bad for you. So I rewinded Tubi and I'm just like, wow. And I started Googling it and everybody said, yeah, this really did happen in the movie. Damn. And they just showed it on WGN back in the day all the time. <laughs> and that scene was there. That's scary. I'm talking about full front, full frontal nudity. I was like, "What? What is this?" Wow, bro. Team Wolf. No, 
Now I got to do my research on incognito mode. Now I'm scared now. Uh -huh. Oh, snap. Yeah, go incognito like, no. on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, you think about that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting people in juice, man. Like, you know, um, you just have to look for them in that situation. Cause it's, it's a, yeah. that movie. Yeah. Queen Latifah, obviously, but Queen Latifah. yeah. New York stood up for that movie. Every, everybody in New York stood up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Vance, you brought some two dope soundtracks. I know we'll probably get into your list a little later, but these two are like super dope, like rap, like time capsules. I feel like it's almost like a hip hop 101 for those that want to kind of know what's up. Because to go back to Juice again, like I think you already said EPMD, besides mm -hmm. the East Coast, like um, Elder Gods, like you had Too Short on there as well. Like you had Salt and Pepper, you had Cypress, like Cypress. It was it was crazy. Like um, this other dude that we had on our show before, uh, Dave, when he was talking about Tupac, right? We did a road trip with him and Reese, and he never picked up a, a Tupac vinyl this year, right? So he was like chopping at the bit to buy one. The first vinyl that I found him was a Juice vinyl. I'm like, hey, you got to buy this, bro, even if you don't play it. And he bought it on the spot. I think we were like road tripping by um. Quad Cities or somewhere, some like random record shop that Reese found. But just the I, 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 iconic image of like of Juice, the, the the cover art. He's like, all right, I got I got to buy it. That's that's kind of rare, isn't it? That... I would say so because like I didn't. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot going on because yeah. like he eventually did buy all the the quintessential like tupac vinyls but that was his first one that he bought it, it was definitely like a digging in the crates moment yeah pox vinyl pox vinyl has always been different than big's vinyl biggie biggie you can buy biggie at like urban outfitters but you can you can get tupac at urban outfitters so yeah. like you know what they what they did pretty much they made you know biggie was more biggie became more mainstream for some reason on the vinyl on the vinyl and the reproduction scale Tupac became cult like, you know, if you felt like um to Apocalypse on vinyl, right? It was beat up and there wasn't any other copies in the store. You looking for uh, you looking for life after death? There's two rows of it. And so 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 you know everybody, you know, I think I think what it was is that I think Pac was harder to market to this newer generation than Big was. Because Big came across as being like this this lyrical wizard, and Pac came across as I gotta listen to this and listen to the message, you know. And I think, you know, you know, hip hop, you know, it's kind of, you know, when Puffy did the "Just Make You Dance" situation, they tried to go to this fun-loving world of hip hop. You know what I mean? And I think with Tupac, it was Tupac was revolutionary, in the sense of he's, he, you know, that's a whole pod episode that's all right. Tupac's the only person I know can say I get around and do uh, Brenda's Got a Baby on the same voice. So, <laughs> so, so it's kind of like. It's kind of like bipolar a little bit with him, because Big was Big was the same cadence all the time. He's robbing you. He's having sex with you tonight, and and basically he's at the club. That was Big. Big was very smooth about it. Pac had multiple personalities, you know, in that situation as a rapper and as an artist. And we got every personality. Every Tupac album is different. Even the ones he passed away, the ones you know they we thought Tupac was alive in Mexico. They have, they have a gospel preachy like vibe to them compared to like you know what Tupac did early on in his career. 
bad as well. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think I was more more censored as an artist. Yes. Exactly. Facts, and then that 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 vinyl actually that I got my my guy Dave to buy. Admittedly, he's like, well, I know Tupac actually doesn't have a song in here, but I still got to buy it anyway because he's iconically prominently in the cover art of the movie. Um, so like, yeah, like you you got two, you got two amazing like hip hop time machine soundtracks here. Um, I'm not sure if y'all had any other words on High School High. Was there another one you had on your list? Uh, peripheral. Um, as far as tracks or just yeah, like soundtracks or just even tracks in general too. Um. Yeah, track other tracks from that. I think there was yeah, there was a tribe, the roots. Yeah, the roots. Uh, Robin Lioness. Um, so when Novak was talking about the Braxtons, I was like thinking like, wait, was that the one? Because there was a song in there that was a, a R&B version of Bohemian Rhapsody. As it as a cringeworthy as it sounds, I definitely played that a bunch of times when I had it on CD because I was like, yeah. all right, fine, whatever. But um, yeah, there there was there was a lot of crazy moments. Like artifacts was on there too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So another one is um above the rim. Oh, yeah, that more oh, pack. Oh, now we got the pack. There we go. That was <laughs> I was about to say at some point, did you have one that had pack on it? Nice. Yeah. I had to throw in the basketball movie. Um, you know, you had uh, Warren G regulate, which was kind of solidified mm -hmm. that uh, the G Funk sound, the G Funk era. Um yeah. Yeah, don't forget Dog Pound got introduced on that on uh, Above the Rim. So you had, you had DPG on there. Yep. Lady of Rage, Afro Puffs. And, and don't forget about Thug Life. Don't forget about Pour Out a Little Liquor. It's on Above the yep. Rim. You know, you know and I, I remember Thug Life dropped, and you know, you heard Tupac's voice. You were like, why is Tupac on Thug Life? What is this? You know, you, know, you put two and two together, you know, that's his group. So, I mean, it, it's, it's like, you know, Thug Life is like uh, you, you think about um, you think you think about when CeeLo Green got together with uh, you know when CeeLo Green got together and formed his group in that yeah, situation. Well, CeeLo said many Mob, groups. right? Yeah, yeah, he had a plan. Diddy Mob. Yeah. So, like you know, it's uh, yeah. but I I would say like yeah, both the rim was the was the hardest basketball soundtrack I ever seen. You know, in terms of like the songs yeah. on that the songs on that album. You know, right. today's basketball would be Drake, I suppose. <laughs> 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 you know, don't forget about Aaron Hall. Had, Aaron Hall had gonna, uh, gonna give it to you. So Aaron Hall, yep. he probably don't, he probably don't know. It's part of the, uh, he's part of the whole Puffy scandal thing going on a little bit. You know, from Uptown. So there's shades of Puffy relations going on with this album as well. So Aaron Hall, if you if you ever listen to Aaron Hall as a kid or heard his music, every song is about he's gonna take it from you or you're gonna give it to him. <laughs> so you know, and, and, you, and you listen to it, you were like, "Don't be afraid." Yeah, so God, don't be afraid. And I'm like, "Listen." To oh, this bro, life. that that song, that "Don't Be Afraid" song is actually on the Juice soundtrack from Aaron Hall. Yeah, yeah to you tie know it back to about? that first one on the list. 
Yeah, man, it's kind of crazy you're talking about this cringeworthy stuff because he obviously, we all knew at the time he was the knockoff Kells, right? But now he's yeah. probably like definitely a lot more respectable than R. Kelly at this juncture, I would say. Yeah, as long as he puts the space between him and uh, him and Puff right now, because you know they're trying to use that. They're trying to use these songs and stuff to incriminate people over crimes from 20, 30 years ago. Right now, so the the, the danger right now with music, you know, art, artistry, you know, if you say something in a song, and just let's say somebody comes forward with a case like today, they try to make it sound like it was it was premeditated or. Yeah. Someone told him himself, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you were to listen to like a Wu-Tang song today, you know, you know, it's always been documented history of the FBI having a Wu-Tang foul, you know, because they, you know, they thought they were a real cartel. And so, <laughs> and, you know, when people talk about, you know, the Wu-Tang was doing this, the Wu-Tang was doing that, you know, if you watch the Wu-Tang documentary, you know, uh, you know the Wu-Tang TV show that was on Hulu, you'll see parts of that where they were trying to understand them and trying to figure out how much how much of that really was art, you know what I mean? I, you know, who's always been their own people, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm I'm putting you like this. Every rapper you hope has a story to tell that's similar to something they've been through, or they're telling somebody else's story. But I think there's a lot of people that can tell their own stories. Best way to put it. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because it's like definitely a lot of people incriminate hip-hop artists and rappers and some of it is definitely super debatable i remember there's this one old quote where i think it might have been method man or somebody said like you know schwarzenegger can kill like tons of folks in in, in the action movies why can't i like spit these type of rhymes you know like paint this little story for you and you know i'm attacked a lot more for it um but to, to go back because i know peripheral you talk about above the rim right I wanted to step back a quick sec because like in the high school high soundtrack, you also had um Sadat X and Grand Puba, which is kind of uh, which is kind of crazy. And yeah. to touch back on Novak's point about CeeLo and you know his Dungeon Family crew, Goody Mob, and him doing Nas Barkley and whatnot. Scarface had a group of face mob that was on high school high. And that always kind of threw me out too. I was like, is is Scarface face mob or is that his group, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nobody explained it. Nobody explained it to us at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, tons, tons of like hip hop Easter eggs, tons of hip hop like moments. But above the rim, yeah, that was just super amazing. Like what threw me off too, because like with the high school high winter wars track being kind of like used and repurposed a lot of different ways for Capadonna, I feel like the Tupac song here was repurposed, right? Because the, um, how if you hear me that you were talking about in Puerto Low Liquor, like they were almost used for separate albums other than the soundtrack. And Pain, don't forget about Pain is on Pain. there too. Right, yeah, so Pain, Pain was an mm -hmm. amazing track because obviously we knew that Stretch and, you know, um, Naughty by Nature had like nothing but love for Pac, but um, that was definitely like a track that was for that soundtrack as opposed to like, all right, well, we're going to repurpose it. We're going to use it for this soundtrack, right. but we're also going to use it to launch off an album too, you know? Yeah, I think that was... I think Pain was strictly for the album, for the soundtrack, whereas Color of the Harry was from Topocalypse, or... Correct. They, they open up on Brother Rim. I don't hear me. Does that open up uh, Brother Rim, I believe? 
Well, see that that's I what I was going at, right? Because I'm trying to look at the track list. Yeah. I don't think the song's yeah. actually on the soundtrack, but it definitely is part of the movie, right? Which kind of like yeah. begs the question: like sometimes these songs are being used for the movie or the trailer, and sometimes they don't even like appear in the soundtracks. But you know it. It's like yeah. you identify certain songs with certain movies. You know, it's kind of like um, Cypress Hills. If I could just kill a man, it was on Juice, but it wasn't on the soundtrack. I think it plays during the movie. Or think about the high, high, the high, high soundtrack. How high basically had more songs that were in the movie that were not on the soundtrack. And you know, and, and how high you know, Method Man and Red Man, it, 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 it's is our Cheech and Chong. It's the Cheech and Chong for this generation for this generation of hip hop. And you know, I remember seeing that in the theater, and I was sitting there like, yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, I mean, you know, like you know. We got introduced uh, to Mike Epps and everybody. So the cool thing about these movies is that we get introduced to people that we normally would never meet, you know, people that wouldn't get that opportunity to be on the screen. Because you think about Dwayne Martin was a star of, um, you know, was the star of this movie. And that's, um, T, that's you know, I forget, you know, his wife's, you know, that's his, you know, his wife was on Martin. So when you get deeper into it, um, there's so many, there's so many commonalities and similarities, you know, six degrees of separation with all these people because Dwayne Martin, he was always known as a basketball player. So they cast a basketball player. But the funny thing about Juice is there's there's some bad editing in Juice. There's a scene where Dwayne Martin passes the ball to himself in Juice. Yeah. <laughs> you see that scene where he throws the ball to himself yeah, and dunks it? I said, yeah. whoa! <laughs> and, and above the rim, right? Man. Above, I gotta, I gotta above the rim. Yeah, and above the, yeah, and above the yeah, rim. I gotta look for that. I can yeah, man. That. Yeah. But but bro, like you you're definitely um touching on something here because like the launch pad of the movie soundtrack, regardless if it's featured on the movie or not, and just like Vance was saying, the Cypress Hill song and Juice, like it's making me think of um so Novak. I remember when you were in your previous podcast of pulling back the curtain days, you know, shout out to them. You said how dope the Chris Rock show was when you revisited yeah. it. So literally this year I've been revisiting it because I don't think I've ever seen like the complete seasons. I think I'm like halfway through it. There was this one sketch that Chris Rock had where it was literally about like, I forget it, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, welcome, this movie will be coming out soon. It's called Movie the Soundtrack. It's going to be featuring so-and-so. And, -so. and it, the whole bit was literally just about the soundtrack. It wasn't even about the movie. It was like about like how much the soundtrack is like showcased or even like, like shadowed over whatever movie that was being promoted at that point. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris is poking fun at you know because back then the soundtrack is better than the movie nine out of ten yes. times. Yes. So, so we would get a soundtrack and the movie would be a dud. So we all got the CD. <laughs> we all got the CD. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not like you know, it's, it's not like when Star Wars dropped out and you know the score was amazing and the movie was decent. It was, it was that. Oh my God, this movie's really bad, but I got the soundtrack. Everybody's on there. And, you, and you, know, you know, I remember back in the day, you know, going to the record shop, waiting for that stuff to come out. And, you know, I grew up on the west side of Chicago. So we had Mac, we had Max Records, we had uh, George's Music Room and everything. So we would get in line and drive to the drive through like we were buying food to get CDs. I remember buying Life After Death to a drive through window. And I, <laughs> I pulled up the guy and said, What you need? Life After Death. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there looking like that's how you buy life after death. I got it. The guy, the guy spit the window around and gave it to me in a bag, and I was like, I got that big now. 
That'd be forty two dollars. So like, what is it? Forty two dollars. But it's twenty dollars at um over here, you know, at that time it's twenty dollars at the other it's twenty dollars at this other store where you need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> go to Sam Goody and get it. I'm like, I'm like, what? Oh man, bro, you were right, dude. The price gouging of the of the the hip hop record shops. Um, oh, if you want it early, then, you want it early for money. Remember that? If you want an early, you want an early drop that charge you like a hundred percent more. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and actually, like, to not get too far off topic, but like, you you invoked some of these like clothing brands that kind of come and gone. Like, I think the nearby spot for me living on the north side was Tony Sports. Like, that was who had the <laughs> wear. That's who Shut had up, all the like. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right yeah, the, the, tracks, the episode, bro. Yeah, the episode I put the Tony Sports bundle, the old school bundle with the Adidas gear because we had Tony Sports was our uh, it sponsored our summer league and basketball program. So we all had so Get you know, out. remember you know you were balling when you had Tony Sports on the back of your jersey back in the day with the Adidas logo on yes, the front. Yes, sir, my man. Yeah, that's dope. I didn't catch that. That was the virtual background you used. That's nice. Yeah, that was T Sports, man. Yeah, I knew the L tracks, man, had everything. Throwback, they had all the throwback jerseys too. <laughs> Remember that era? Yeah, oh, there was yeah. tons. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely hip hop commonplace for sure. Well, so, so you you talk about these soundtracks, right? And these songs, hip hop Ray is in that movie as well. <laughs> so, you know, hip hop Ray, hip hop Ray is like somebody told me it's like three movies. Three or four movies that are, you know, it always keeps popping up. That 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 anthem is everywhere. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, I I I can't help but think about it. How how much like you're 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 almost ignoring the movie, right? Because like I think the the Public Enemy song in high, what is it? He got game. And I, I know like yeah. basketball always comes up. I, I'm pretty sure that song didn't happen during the movie. It might've happened at the tr the credits maybe, but I remember like watching the full long Spike Lee joint, which, you know, you better like get comfy because it's going to be at least two hours or more. Like when's the song coming? <laughs> but remember he got game was the whole public enemy album. Remember that he did the whole, yeah. he got game soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought it. I bought it a couple of years ago on vinyl. You know, because, you know, you know, it, it's got like elements of Darius Rucker. It's got that hootie sound to it. But it, but instead right. of hootie, it's Chuck. It's Chuck on the track. Yeah, exactly. Man, so yeah, he got, got, he got, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got, yeah, he got, that's good man. one. Yes, it always comes back to basketball somehow, off roads lead. So, um, yeah, there are a few. Yeah. Uh, there was a soul in the hole. Was another good. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. That that was a was that a basketball documentary? I'm trying to remember. What he got game? No, uh, soul soul in the hole. Uh, uh somewhat. It it, it it was like about street ball. So yeah, yeah. soul in the hole is good. And I guess if you if you if you think about the LeBron James movie, you know, with the Drake soundtrack, with the Drake right, songs forever. on it today. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, forever is kind of catchy, you know, in that situation. And then I guess if you go even deeper, I'm trying to think. There's something even there's something even more interesting right now with with a soundtrack like that. Um, you know, yeah, he, yeah, he got game. Uh, forever, forever was pretty was, was Drake has, has, has opened up the Drake song. And you got a couple other things going on. I would say like uh, it, it does come down to 
it does come down to how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So peripheral, you had you had some nice little um topics here because I, I feel like each of these soundtracks can be easily a podcast in itself. So again, juice, high school high, and above the rim. Was there was there any others that you had on your list? Yeah, I think I have uh, two more. This concludes volume one, episode number forty-six. Thank you for listening to the Hip Pod Heads podcast. A podcast where no back and no sage discuss their hip hop inspired moments. Share, like, subs, comment to the show on YouTube and Spotify. Go out and listen to something dope today. Yeah.